Good morning. This is Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Group. You interrupted us. We were talking about socks, so um, sorry about that. But um, we have beautiful socks today. <laughs> important things to discuss: yeah. socks and real estate. So um, we are going to be talking about real estate. We'll transition now from the socks okay. and talk about real estate. So remember, you can join us live on air at the point here, or you can listen online um, at to the point. And you can also check it out if you aren't able to join us live on our podcast at palmettorealestatepros.com. If you have any questions, you have something you want to say, you just can't stand it, feel free to call us at 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. So what are we talking about today, Mr. Jordan? We're going to be talking about something besides stick-built homes on a lot. We're going to be talking about modular homes. Um, most people think of what they call trailers. Um, when there's they, actually a big difference, people really take this seriously. Like a modular is different than a mobile home. Correct. Modular, they put it in sections, put the property together in correct. sections. A mobile home is built and it has wheels, basically. And drag it in. And they, and they roll it in place. Yeah. And so uh, what we were going to talk about is not simply just the what a modular mobile home is. Most people know that, but like a park is investing in a mobile home park or a, a community. Is that a good idea, bad idea? What, what, well, what's the thought? Actually, it's a great idea, and it's funny. They call it mobile home parks. Could be 100 mobile homes in there, but we call other things subdivisions. Uh, stick-built homes. So it's kind it, of a different term, but it's the same outcome in the end a little bit. It's interesting because there is a um, a, a mental or, a, um, I guess, a an initial judgment when you say mobile home park. You know, there's 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 what images. Is the first thing you think about there's you? images that come to mind, right? <laughs> so you know, people leaving stuff out, trash. You know, the the mobile homes falling apart, and we've seen some of those. Oh yeah, dirt road. Uh, tires laying out by the street or the road that you go down the question though to, for today is not necessarily <laughs> what the image you have in your mind is is it a good investment or or can they be a good investment because it's not the same as buying a house uh, fixing it up flipping it or buying a house for long-term hold the rental prop part is pretty much the same hopefully you're going to go through the same process you would with any other rental it's just the numbers. What do the numbers look well, like? Well, first off, it talks on the management of the mobile home park, Chad, if that's what we're going to talk about, and also expectations of that. But we got millions of Americans right now that cannot go buy a house because of pricing, the unavailability of housing, and their pocketbook. A lot of lower-income, middle-income families now are looking for alternatives than a subdivision to go buy a house. Uh, for a lot of money when a modular home, mobile home, maybe a lot more in their budget. That's right. And uh, we had saw an article in Forbes. Now, this is from a few years ago, but you could probably pull up any anything online, which could be dangerous, but <laughs> that, that you could find the same information. Um, and this is kind of the, the headline, Mobile Home Parks, a.k.a. Manufactured Housing Communities, have become a darling of private equity. Over the past few years, that's an interesting statement. So this means hedge funds, 
the where you're putting all your money for your 401ks, um, schools, governments. They put their money with they give it to um, these private equity firms and say, hey, go invest our money. We need a return. Guess where a lot of their money's going? Into these mobile homes. And the reason why is because the cash flow can be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things hopefully we'll have time to discuss. There are some pitfalls, um, as with any investment. Um, but this is something that, that may be uh, something you may want to consider if you're looking to get into something that, that's, um, you know, that's available. Um, there's a ton of communities out there that you probably pass every day that you see and you're like, wow, that place looks kind of rough. Or, you know, a lot of these are they're run by mom and pop operators so that, that bought it and just do it themselves. And if you think about this, Chad, when you go by some of these places, they look pretty run down and bad. But isn't that what we do in the regular market of housing? We find a run down, beat up house a little bit, go buy it, fix it up and sell it for top dollar. Same thing with mobile home parks. They can be repaired, fixed up and made to look good again and produce more income than they were when you bought it. And this is why we bring this up, because as we've told you before, all you folks out there listening is, we we want to bring to attention things that we're going through, and so we we just took on uh, thirty six or thirty eight. It depends on there's thirty six <laughs> rented, <laughs> thirty eight available places, I guess, uh, park, and we've done other ones. And uh, what we found out in both of these parks, it was owned by two brothers. Both of them is interesting. One was mm-hmm. years ago. This is the other one's newer. But it's not like they're they're not running it right. They're running it, but they're running it. Um, with emotion a lot of times and so what that means is just like in a in your uh, a rental property that's a stick built house if you decide to rent to people because you feel bad for them and and then um, you know base your rent on how their life is going that could be a bad idea and it's not to say you shouldn't have a heart but at the same time when someone says you know I have a problem I can't pay the rent you need to make a decision. Are you going to run a business? Or are you going to just run, you know, like Oliver Gospel or something like that? So that's fine. But you need to know when you're doing that, I'm doing this as a charity. That's correct. And so this is kind of what we saw with both of these places. Um, one of the folks, um, one was run better than the other side. It's two, two sides of the park. And uh, this is kind of what you'll probably find is if it's mom and pop, they have different deals with people and you may not know the deal until <laughs> after the closing and you're like well the owner told me well why is there a separate deal but this is kind of what you run into with not just mobile home parks but with any property you buy when there's tenants involved and and the banks have when you go to banks they have different terms for things and they have um, what they call an asset and a liability and Chad you know this I always talk about banks that they have a different point of view. Here we are on the point. So the point of view is banks call your rental properties and your rental uh, things liabilities. Your personal home that you live in is an asset. And I just always figured that if I lost my job and I can't pay for my house, that's a liability. But if I lose my job and I got money coming in from my rental properties, that's an asset. Well, so I look at it totally different. You're speaking uh, right out of Robert Kiyosaki's book, The Cash Flow Quadrant, mm-hmm. where he, he mentions the, the exact same thing. And 
Um, what we'll talk about, I mean, we've got a break coming up, but once we come back is, you know, why is this a good investment or why could right. it be a good investment um, to have a mobile home park? Um, you know, some of the basics is you have hopefully multiple units bringing in cash flow and the mobile homes, uh, they, they're they not as costly to obtain as a House. Uh, a house yeah. and so you have a good thing but the problem is you're talking about asset and liability is the bank is the bank you may not gonna you, you're probably not gonna go to the bank and say i want to buy a mobile home park and they're gonna give you all the money because they see the mobile homes as depreciating and they are um so on the other side of the break we'll discuss this some more 803-799-TALK We're back. It's Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Good to have you this Friday morning. And it's also good to have Erica with us. Erica, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good. I'm wonderful. That's awesome. So yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before, I heard of a half point rate increase? Was that yesterday or the day before? Uh, Wednesday, the Fed raised the rate. Yep. Uh, okay. So... Um, and we've talked about this for many weeks. We knew this was coming. This should not be a shock. Um, however, it is something that we have to deal with. And, um, you know, just this morning I was listening to a financial show, um, which most people would probably say that seems boring. And I guess it kind of is. But it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, many people are saying that they want the Fed to raise the rate more. You know, they, they didn't go far enough. And so tell us from your perspective on the lending side what you're, what you're experiencing. What that means, when we're talking about the feds raising the rates, they're not, they're not showing up on our rate sheet correlation, you know, percentage for percentage. Feds raising the rates, those, those directly correlate to short-term interest rates, so credit cards, installment loans, those types of things. Um, but the, what they say and do impacts investing around mortgage-backed securities, the 10-year treasury bond, and therefore impacts uh, your mortgage rate. So we did not see a half a percent increase in your mortgage rate this week, um, but we did see a little bit of volatility. Actually, after the Fed announcement um, on Wednesday, rates got a little bit better, and then the percentage basically by which they got better, we lost yesterday in the market, So, which is kind of funny, but uh we're you're still looking at interest rates depending on type of loan type of occupancy you know you're you're going to be in the five for sure um where you're going to land is really just going to depend on if it's your primary rate second your investment what your credit score is how much you're putting down but you can expect um if you're a government loan it's going to be a little bit lower you know you may be in the low to mid fives and if you are conventional you're going to probably be mid to high fives if you have less than perfect credit, you may be you may see a six. Um, and what they mean is they want them to raise them faster. Is that they they're they're not the point of raising interest rates. The Fed raising the rate at which we buy rates from them to then sell to other people. Um, they're hoping that it will slow down inflation, right? 
exactly. um, that it will it will cause more people less people to be interested in purchasing these things and therefore in as a result it will slow down the cost of things whether that be houses material supply etc um so what they've seen in the last 120 130 days is that the rates that have increased it's not slowing it fast enough right and so the criticism is that the fed do more aren't raising them fast enough or high enough to actually slow down inflation and here's the thing we don't know how long this is going to last it's going to last as long as inflation continues to keep outpacing um you know the increases so we don't know. That's right. And so, um, you know, if we can get the government to stop spending money like, uh, you know, <laughs> like they have and inflation get under control somehow, maybe we could see an end to it. But, you know, things have to change. So um, is there anything that you could uh, give folks a uh, heads up as they're if they're looking to buy or sell at, in this market that we're, we're in right now? So, I mean, it's the conversation that I keep having over over and over again is that, yeah, we may see rates come down in a year, in two years, but what is going to be the cost of stuff where it lands when inflation flatlines? We don't know. So that $200,000 house that you want today, in the event that rates come down, what if that house then is valued at 275 or 280 are you really going to be saving any money with a lower interest rate? And so the best course of advice that I can give is that if you want to buy or sell, there's never a perfect time, but you need to do it sooner than later because none of us can predict what the future is going to look like and when the benefit is going to be and when it's going to come. So um, I think that you should, if you are able and you qualify, then you need to pull the trigger and you need to do it now. You need to get in the game, get in the market, um, so that you're set up for a better position the next time you need to sell and buy again. This is good advice because we never, nobody can time anything. We don't know what the future no. holds. It could go down, and, I mean, there could be something happen. We don't know. So, Erica, we appreciate you coming in, joining us today. Go to our website if you want to find out more information, palmettorealestatepros.com, and listen every Tuesday from Tuesday. 9 to 10 to same Erica. Place. That's right, same place. And uh, get more information. I'm sure you guys discuss this in, in more depth. Isn't that right? You know, just for, yes, we do. For the record, I don't think Erica finances mobile home parks like we're just talking. No, um, <laughs> I don't think the so. Whole, the whole mobile home park? No. Yes, the whole mobile home. Now, the mobile home, potentially, detitled, there's things that yeah, maybe. Potentially, but not the park. Right. So. <laughs> No, not the park. Yeah, so but you're gonna you're gonna need to look at you know hard money or look at commercial lending for something like that. Exactly. So, Erica, we appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful Friday. Thank you. You too. All right. So, yeah, we're talking to Erica. This is good because you know the interest rates are going to go up and down. Business continues. Business continues whether rates are going up or down. Uh, because people still need to buy and sell properties. And this this is the same for commercial real estate as well. Um, you know, people are still going to buy and sell uh, mobile homes, multifamily properties, commercial properties, retail facilities. So all those things are still going to happen. And you just have to factor in whatever that rate is. 
And the good news is if you're buying commercial property, you're basically what you're doing is you're buying an income stream. So it's not figured like they do run comparable sales of other, you know, multiple multiple um, unit mobile home parks. So you have a 20 unit mobile home park and you go find another 20 unit mobile home park and, and that's your value based on these other properties. That's not, not how it works. It's how much income those properties are producing. That's what the value is. Um, some things to kind of be aware of, though, if you're looking at mobile home uh, park is what we were talking about before the break is that the mobile homes depreciate and they, you know, they're not like a house where if you renovate it, fix it up, um, and then, you know, you make it look beautiful, you're going to get more money. Now, you could get more money if it's a beautiful mobile home, obviously, but you're going to, it's not going to increase the value like it would a house. And it doesn't increase in value over time. It could be decreasing in value, especially if it's a, a mobile home in a mobile home lot. So you want a nice, clean facility um, that um, where people are not afraid to live, which is... <laughs> That goes for any property you're buying, right? If it, if people are afraid to move in an area, not going to work well. Yeah, and you, uh, if it's a mobile home park and you're buying it uh, that's a little bit run down, that's okay because you can come in, renegotiate rents at some point, do some improvements to the park, make it more attractive for people, and that in itself will help you raise the rents. There's some things with mobile home parks you just have to be aware of because if the mobile homes are really run down, you may not want to do it because it could be that it's just going to cost too much to renovate a 1972 mobile home that's got <laughs> rot. I mean, the whole thing's rotted. I mean, you, you've got uh, – it's interesting, These the, a lot of the older mobile homes with the metal roofs, uh, we call it, you know, cool ceiling, the roof, every so often. If that's not being done, the general maintenance, it's going to be a disaster because the water – we, we found this on some of these mobile homes. The water runs down the side of the walls. Inside the wall. And it and you're like, in the house, you're like, how are the, the floors rotted out? All the way, you know, like almost in the middle of the floor was probably because water has seeped in and gotten under those floors. And, I mean, that's a major undertaking. So you want to look at the condition of the mobile homes, the age of the mobile homes, how the maintenance has been done. And it's very easy to look and see, like, walk around the edges of the floor, um, go in the bathroom and fill the floor, around the toilet especially. You know, these kind of things that you could do to kind of determine has, has the maintenance been done because if you're buying a park that's mostly full of 70s, I mean, 60s, 70s, 80s mobile homes that have never been kept up, you're going to spend a lot of money. Yeah, look under the, under the house as well to see if the insulation is even still there. However, and animals living under. On the other side of that, if you have a mobile home park that has 70s and 80s units in it, and they've been well taken care of, the roofs have been maintained, great, great they can still be great rentals. Great investment. Yeah, and so um, one of the places that we got had a um, had several 70s, early 70s mobile homes, and they looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say fantastic, you know, this is relative. You know, they're still dated a little bit. But they're in great shape, solid flooring, and a great place for someone to live. Here's another good thing. You are providing a real service to the community because this is one of the few places where you can still find affordable rates for renting. 
Well, not only that, Chad, some of these people, when you have these mobile homes, it becomes home just like a house that most people live in. They'll be there for years. Um, and they they may just live there for 20 years. You, you just don't know. And, uh, well, that's one of the reasons that uh, in, in the Forbes article that, that these funds like private equity and whatnot like to buy mobile home parks because the people stay there. Mm-hmm. They stay there a long time. It's not, there's there's not as much turnover, far less turnover than in apartments and a single family. People just, they move in and they stay. Well, speaking of that, Chad, a single family home, how long does somebody normally stay in a single family stick built home? The, uh, there's different, uh, three to three to seven years, I'd say five to seven years. Yeah. So, you That's know. It's really not long in the in the look of a lifetime of, People in mobile homes, they stay a little longer than that, sometimes a lot longer than that. Right. Let me give you kind of an idea before our break. Blackstone, which is a huge equity firm, made their first purchase of manufactured housing in mid in the mid-2018, 2018, 2018, and it acquired 14 communities. Now, check this out, for $172 million. That's a pretty decent investment if you don't think it's going to work. Um, I mean, they obviously looked at it and said, this is this is a good good investment. I mean, we've got all this money that we need to invest, and this is a great place to put it. It's safe. So may want to take some, uh, take some of their wisdom and uh, use it for ourselves. So get back. We'll talk about this some more. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. See you in a second. Minutes. Hello, it's Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Chad and Larry. Good to be back uh, with the little piano intro there. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Was that, was that um, Brian on the piano? Yeah, that was him. He was he he came he can he tickle those keys. So um, we were talking about mobile homes, and right before the break, we had mentioned that Blackstone, a private equity firm, had had invested in their first um, mobile home community was in 2018, 172 million dollars which seems like a good amount of money you know if you're not sure about a product so this is and you think about this this was their experiment no i mean this was this was a um this was their educated uh it wasn't a guess based on i'm sure studies looking at okay why have we not done this before it might have been the question yes but it's probably stigma a lot of it is well we don't want to be a mobile home community group well, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be, honestly. Well, I mean, Some of them are beautiful, Chad. Yeah, they are. We're, we've got some around here and different places. They're, they're like vacation homes, some of them. Well, check this out. Um, there was another uh, Carlisle group, who some of you may have heard, owns several thousand manufactured housing lots. In 2016, um, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Singapore bought $2 billion worth of communities. So, in America? Yes. Oh, so yeah. think about this. If these major firms are investing this amount of money, then it tells us something. There is something about these these parks that make it very profitable um, to, to run if you run it right. And you have to run it. Again, it's a business. And, uh, you know, I hate the phrase, 
it's just it's just business it's not personal you know when you're talking about tenants you know just like the park we just um you know we're, we're taking over now it's like you know well you can say very easily these people are paying really low rents because most of them are their rents are are subdued we'll say um some of them are older people and you know the are retired and so they're on fixed incomes and so when we come in you know we could say well it's just business well this is the phrase i don't like it's just business it's not personal well business is personal it is personal all business is personal so that's really not you're dealing with people you're dealing with people but you can be firm firm and fair at the same time you can be fair say hey look you know so like it's interesting um (laughs) when you when you take over a place and people know the rents are low, a lot of times they'll come to you and say, hey, are you going to raise rents? You know why they say that? Because they know that you probably will. <laughs> they know it's low. Well, when you've been there for six years and the rent's never been raised, it's kind of a clue. Right, and that's a disservice, really, because think about this. Do costs go up? You think the water bill goes up? <laughs> well, we're just talking about inflation. Goes, I'm Just everything. Everything goes up, so... To not have an increase on a regular basis is not really living in reality. You're hurting yourself as a business owner. You have to go up. And I don't well, like when things go Chad, up, the, but we know it. The other thing is it may hurt the, the tenant there, too, because you got to help maintain some of these things. If the air conditioner goes up when you're running, you got to buy a new one. And that's, that's part of the problem. A lot of these independent operators that were doing things out of generosity and, and managing properties with their heart alone, that what's happened is they can't do anything because they have no money left over because they've not taken the time to say, you know what, we have to go up. You know, your rent is, um, you know, three eighty five, <laughs> and we've seen that. Yeah. Like, how in the world can your rent be? We saw one three fifty. Yes. And like, how in the world can you be renting a th- a two bedroom for three hundred fifty dollars a month? It's because someone never said anything. They're operating only on their heart. Uh, one of the parks we took over several years ago half the side was lot rentals and i think on the lot rental side there was only like three people paying lot rent that's right and we asked why and and the answer was well you know my wife kind of runs that side and she just felt bad for the people i i mean that's amazing isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> i would like the mortgage company to feel that way for me well, I just, I'd even like the tax people to feel sorry for me and not charge me taxes. Right. We just felt bad for them. We can't do it. We're not going to charge people during a pandemic. How many of, how, how many times did that happen with oh, the government? We're not going to charge you anything during the pandemic. Well, it did happen a few times, I guess, with student loans and things like that. But generally speaking, you know, when you're running something, you have to be paid a fair wage to run it. And we see this in our restaurants we go to, right? We're like, how... You know, I was getting a hamburger for $4, and now it's 8 Why is that? Well, because they had to pass the cost on, mm-hmm. or they can't stay in business. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's other companies, restaurants, for, as an example, who aren't here anymore. They couldn't do it. And so it's a, it's a trade-off. Do you want something here offering a great service, or do you want them just to disappear? Yeah, and some of them are just drive throughs now. That's you, right. You can't go in. I think the uh, Zaxby's by our office we were wondering when are they going to open and i mean it was months i think they just opened just the interior you know for you can go in and eat so but this is kind of the same thing that we experience in in rental housing and in manufactured housing communities 
there's uh, there's good return on investment, but you do have to be fair in in a, a fair uh, rental amount. Another thing to mention is that a lot of these um, these these equity funds and these these places that are buying these parks in mass, what they want to see is a portion of the the mobile home park to be lot rentals. Mm-hmm. So why would they want a portion to be lot rentals and not owned mobile because homes? Because there's no depreciation on land. The land will only increase in value, and you don't ever have to fix it. I mean, think about this. If you're renting a lot for $450, like this is a pretty standard, yeah. some of them $450, some $300, $250, um, what's included in that lot? It could just be a lot. Could be nothing's included. It you probably still probably have to pay the water bill and the light bill. A lot of them, though, because it's they're they're operated on a well and septic. The water in the sewer may Sometimes. be included. Sometimes. You may pay a little more for the lot rent, but those are great opportunities if you have vacant land in a place that's unincorporated. Key phrase there <laughs> that you could do something like this: rent your lots for. I mean. What's amazing is this is something, too, RV parks are huge right now, too. Mm -hmm. People downsizing, and you can rent a lot for an RV space. And, uh, you know, there's a place um, that's in several places around that charges, I think, $450, and they include, it may have been $600, whatever it is. But one place actually includes the Wi-Fi, electric, and water. And a tap, so sewer line that you can put your sewer into, uh, you know, an underground storage thing or something. And so there's all kinds of opportunities with land when you have the land. Well, Chad, some of these mobile homes people have taken that independently owned, and they're changing them into Airbnbs, too, uh, and renting them out for the season or whatever it may be, especially up around the mountains area and resort areas. Florida is big on that. That's right. And, you know, so you've got some real opportunity there. And um, just one of, the, one of the things you want to be aware of, though, is we, we mentioned unincorporated areas. The reason we mention that is because um, there is a constrained supply. <laughs> and the reason it's constrained in many cases is because the government and municipalities don't like mobile home parks. Why don't they like mobile home parks? It's probably because of the guys who don't keep them up. They look like garbage. You know, there's they don't want them in their community looking like a garbage dump. Yeah, you have several vacant mobile homes that are just deteriorating on a property, like you know, vacant, rusted out. Nobody living there. Grass up to your knees. Exactly, and it looks terrible. And so this is why, you know, and and another thing too is, which is a huge reason, is some of the the landlords don't vet any of the people that move in these places. And so you get a lot of bad tenants. Well, what do you mean by vet? Well, I meant investigate. They don't <laughs> um, do background checks. They don't Correct. check their income. They don't do any kind of, um, Make you know, sure there's pictures not at the post office. That's right. Okay. Run some um, investigative tools that are easily available nowadays. They don't do anything. They're just like, you're breathing. You have $900 or $500. Give that to me and move in. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. And what was your name again? <laughs> um, no phone number. No, I mean, like, it's interesting. Do you have an email? Do you have a phone number? Some of the places we've yeah. we've done, it's like we have no idea who these people are in the houses. Well, some 
some never have their name on a lease agreement. They have a signature at the bottom, but there's no name on a lease, or they don't have a lease. Right. So these are some things that you could do pretty easily that can help tighten up the ship a little bit. But, um, you know, there's some, uh, the, the like I, like we mentioned, the municipalities and the counties, some of them don't really want, they're not definitely not encouraging mobile home communities, but there are some there. So, like, at one time, I had seen that Lexington County was one of the um, largest per capita mobile home communities in the nation. That's correct. So congratulations. We live in a place with a ton of mobile home communities. But that's, that could be a good thing. However, um, one of the places, you know, in a municipality, the municipality has passed all kinds of ordinances that basically says, you know, hey, unless it's a five-year or newer mobile home, you can't put it in a park. Uh, you can't move anything that's portable onto the park. Basically, they're banning um, in essence, I mean, it's not banned, but I mean, five years is pretty new. I mean, that's what happens after five years. If it's there, I, your grandfather, you're in, okay. but it had to, to add units to your park. So basically you can't really rent lot units or lots out unless the person moving their mobile home has one that's five years or newer. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got the permitting process, all these things. So, but there's opportunities outside of those unincorporated areas it you're a little more free to do do things but you definitely want to check that before you buy a park and you don't realize oh i can't increase the size of the park and i can't really do anything um you know much well, to let, increase let the me revenue ask a question while we're sitting here and people you know if somebody's out there and they got a mobile home park you better do it in 10 seconds. <laughs> Would you uh, say to call us if you got one for sale or you're looking to buy one? That's what we do. Uh, that's a good idea. We'll we'll pause with that thought. Okay. Coming back live and in person still, Chad. That's right. Remember, you can call in on our last segment at 803-799-TALK. We're talking about mobile homes and mobile home parks, why that might be a good idea to invest in. Um, we were talking about some of the uh, pitfalls or some things to consider before you, you pull the trigger. But that's on any investment. That's on any investment. Um, and, and really, any of the things we've talked about is on any investment. Even yeah. when we're talking about check municipalities and the rules and what they require, this is the same thing you know, with Airbnb. Correct. You know, any kind of investment. If you're going to rent a property, you probably want to check out the HOA rules. In you know, the, in I the, find this Airbnb thing kind of interesting, too, Chad, because people are renting out campers. Well, mobile homes, campers, anything. It's so crazy. It's a different business model. It is more of a uh, hospitality. Um, it's almost like a hotel. Yeah. So, you know, there's – you talk about turnover. There's daily turnover potentially, but the profits – could be pretty Sky significant high. yeah so um you know the interesting thing we're talking about in investing in mobile home parks is one of the things to kind of consider too is that um it's more um, recession proof you know we've been hearing rumblings mm. we're gonna go into a um, uh, recession you know interest rates inflation all these things well you know if you think about it this type of investment 
in a mobile home park could be a hedge against that because, you know, again, people are always going to need a place to stay. And, you know, these are always, you know, there's a, if you got a clean place to stay, regardless of if it's a mobile home, whatever it is, you're probably going to have people that say, Hey, raise their hand and say, do you have a place? You know, there's usually a list that's waiting yes. for a decent place to live. Well, we have a list. All right. And so we have a uh, applicant right now looking to get into one of the mobile homes and um, didn't even look at it. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep saying, like, less, you need to look at it. And we sent pictures. I, I just need something so bad I don't want to lose. I've lost several of them. Please get the application, take it, run my stuff, because I need to find a place. And there's nothing much available. I mean, you think we're on the other side of that spectrum. We're working with uh, with another property on the other side of town near the university, a one-bedroom for 1400 a month. And so you got the 1400 a month versus you can move into a two-bedroom for seven, 800 a month. You know, some people would like. I don't need to be in fourteen hundred a month. Yeah, and it's really strange because we got a guy right now looking. He's his lease is up at the end of July, but he's looking now that he can move into one of our units in August. And that's smart because yeah. the the market is so tight. Mm-hmm. And so these are some of the things you run into. I don't think the tight market is going to change tomorrow. I don't think so. Um, because the higher the interest rates go, it's going to push more people into either staying in their house or renting. Um, and like Erica said, though, the problem is that renting is not any cheaper. It's more expensive in many cases than owning. However, as interest rates go up, it pushes more people out of the home ownership market into renting. Into renting. So it's kind of a cyclical thing. So there's some good opportunities out there, whether it be multifamily, um, like apartments, um, mobile home parks. Uh, these are some really good things to consider. And you just have some things to consider if you're going to be in the investment <laughs> field. And listen, if you're out there and you want to sell, I think you mentioned this before the break, you know, contact us. We have investors that want to buy like we, right now. Yeah. So if you consider, if you have a mobile home park or multifamily property, um, you know, we may be interested or we have folks that we're working with someone right now who is asking, Hey, I need to put, I need to put some yeah, money. In fact, he's asked for another mobile home park. Right. He's, he's become a, uh, done several of them and, and likes that business model. Mm-hmm. You know, it's familiar. And, you know, once you do it and you take the precautions and do it the right way, it could be a really um, profitable thing, a great return on your investment. Right. And so um, banks right now are paying really, really, really good rates, though, right? You could just stick your money in a bank oh, yeah. and let it sit there. I'm sure there. you can get a maybe a percent if you got enough yeah, so we've gone all the way up to a one percent maybe on um, what they pay you if you just sit your money in a bank it's a much better idea to put your money and make it work for you you know money is like time in a in a sense yes. i mean you can save it but we know saving money in this market at the bank you're losing money you're losing money you're losing money every month that sits there just so put it in a jar and a hole in the ground <laughs> You're much better to put it somewhere where it's going to work for you. Right. And, um, you know, think of your, your money as like employees. You know, not as, hey, I need to go buy a new car. I need to get a new thing. I need a new widget. 
all that stuff's great. Um, but get your widgets after you have your money working like little employees for you while you're sleeping. To buy your widgets. To buy your widgets. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Buy all your toys with your little worker bees, your money. Yeah. So, and there's all kinds of investment op, um, opportunities out there. We're focused on the real estate investment world because we believe the returns are, are out there. They're good. Um, and even if all you're going to do is buy a house and live in it, in a lot of ways, that's better than just letting oh, yeah. it sit in the bank. Well, Chad, we got a million-dollar piece of property sitting on a peninsula that would be a great investment. So now you're turning into a salesman. I see. Yeah, well, I just think that would be a great Airbnb to rent out. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yes, yeah, so we're lake property out at Lake Murray on the Lexington side, so we'll do a little plug there. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you there's all kinds of opportunities to buy real estate, and one of the things that um, – you can consider is your tolerance risk you know do you want tenants if you don't want tenants you don't need to be in the the uh you know buy and hold now if you want to be more in the hospitality business and you like you know making things beautiful and and taking care of folks and you know you may want to think about the airbnb mm -hmm. but if you you know can't stand the thought of tenants and and you basically are like you know what I would do a terrible job. I would listen to their stories, and I would just operate with my heart. There's a couple ways to handle that. You mm -hmm. could still do that and get a management company. Call us. <laughs> that's that's an option. Yeah. Or don't do that because it will turn out badly for you. <laughs> um. So, and we tell folks this all the time when they say, "Well, I'm going to rent it to my brother, uh -oh. my cousin, my friend, my son or daughter." That could be a really bad move mm -hmm. because, um, you know, it just you're already creating an emotional attachment to that rental property with the person that's in there. And you're like, if they give you a story, you're not going to want to say, well, you know, I'm sorry, the rent's going to be due. You're going to be evicted. You're going to cry with them. Right. So it's better to have a third party management company managing that property for you. And the returns will probably be actually better, better. than if you did it yourself. Correct. So some folks out there, I'm sure can be, just you know hey sorry but if you can't do that then you need to get somebody to help you with that um, so there's all kinds of opportunities out there in the real estate world don't let interest rates and inflation and all these things scare you and paralyze you from moving now is the time really and truly it is the best time and the summer's coming up there's going to be people moving them hopefully there'll be some more availability of properties uh, just this morning i'll mention this as we close that um, I heard a report that psychologists have discovered that people are more paralyzed by the fear of loss and inaction, so they won't do anything if they fear they'll lose, than the excitement and joy of having a gain. That's crazy. So this is interesting because all the things we talk about in real estate, what will happen is if you go ahead and make the move, uh, an educated move, not just – on a whim, but you make an educated move, maybe call us and we help you through that process. Um, you're going to do better because it'll build your, your uh, risk muscle up <laughs> and you can actually, it'll help you the next time. Like, you know what? I can do this and, and the risk was worth it. Yep. But that first one is key. The law of the first deal. The first one is always the most important one. Even if it's a small one, just so that you can say, I did it. And, and I didn't lose everything in the process. Correct. So 
we're get we've got a minute left so we want to mention that you can go to our website palmettorealestatepros.com to listen to our podcast and our previous episodes and get all of our advertisers and sponsors information and that's absolutely free for you to do that and if you're looking to buy a home give us a call Uh, we'll help you through the process and keep you off the internet going crazy well, well we'll send you onto an internet page that's designed you, for you for you we'll <laughs> make it for you you won't have to go look at stuff that when you call them it's uh, seven years old that's right and some of that we see that a lot so if you're thinking about buying investing getting into real estate feel free to call us you can reach us toll free at 866-575-BUYS that's 866-575-2897 i believe <laughs> So we only got a couple seconds, but you know how to reach us. 803-939-8562. Till next Friday. See you then. Admit it. You've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.